Guys, had a lot of fun on today's show. It just gave me the feels. The feels. <laughs> <laughs> we talked about butt growing, yeah. about um, weird cramps that shouldn't be happening at the wrong times. We talked about and training for your body type. Yes. Lots of golden nuggets in this episode, guys. Amazing content. Keep watching, keep listening. We'll see you in like three seconds. Welcome, guys, back to another episode of... Hashtag Ask Living TV. You did that one perfect this oh, time. Oh, thank you. We're, we're on show 47, so we're finally... It's about time. We're finally in sync with each other. Yeah, it's and, getting better. And uh, so this is the show, guys. If you're new, we take your questions when you post them on social media. When you use what? The... Hashtag Ask... ask TV. TV. <laughs> you and, can do it. <laughs> all right, Twitter, boom, put them right there. You can put it on Snapchat, on the gram, also known as Instagram, and then Facebook right there, people. Let's get active on social media. Make sure you're following those channels as well. Yes. If you've been watching us for a while and you've never asked a question, now is the time. Don't be shy. We love your questions. And we want to hear from you, especially if you've been watching a long time and we don't know who you are. Introduce yourself. Yes. All right. Let's jump into the show. First okay. question on Twitter from your boy, Chris Bravo says, what do you think is more important, back width or back thickness? Width or thickness? <laughs> <laughs> stop. <laughs> you stop. No, I know, like, I know how your mind works. That's all. Oh, yeah. My That's mind all. went there. It's not me. Okay. Uh, Anyway, though, um, what's more important for what, though? I think for physique-wise. Let's say physique. Like a physique competition? Well, just like if a dude's walking down the street and you're like, ooh, what do you say? He has a thick back or His he back has so wide. a wide back? I don't know. Neither, really. I, I like definition. I thought you were going to say between like thickness or definition. And I would say I'd rather see someone be more defined and less... Thick. Okay, I'll answer your but, question, dude. Yeah, please. Width is where it's at with back, in my opinion. Really? So, well, it's like the Cobra. Everybody wants the hourglass physique where your back... It makes your waist look smaller. Shoulders, yeah. narrow waist, then your legs go out like this. Mm, so, like a nice X shape. But you should focus on both because like, there's, there's no you know, this or that. It's like do both. So if you want to focus on... If you're lagging in width, you want to focus more on pull-ups and pull down, so more vertical motion. And if you want to work on back thickness, that's where the rows, rows come in. So you can do rows all kinds of different rows. So I mean, if you guys are looking for many different modifications of pull-ups, pull-downs, and rows, go over to our other YouTube channel. It's our Live Lean TV daily exercise channel. I think there's over maybe 200 videos on there of a exercise lot. demos showing you a exactly lot. what to do. There's so many variations of rows on there, so many variations of pull-ups, so many variations of pull-downs. There's all kinds of stuff over there. It's a gold and nugget. And they're categorized. Like you can look at just back exercises mm. or chest exercises. You can like search the categories or watch the playlist like that. It'll give you guys a lot of good um, ideas, but most importantly, you'll learn proper form for all the exercises so that you, when you go to the gym, you actually look like you know what you're doing. Yes. And you'll actually get better results if you're lifting with better form. Yes. So take a look at this channel, learn some goodies and enjoy. Karius is from Twitter, says, I live in a second floor apartment. What would be a good workout that won't disturb my downstairs neighbors who work nights? How considerate. <laughs> Horizontal cardio? 
No. no. Bradley. Yeah. My mother watches this show. Oh, yeah, it's stop it. <laughs> um, but yeah, sometimes that can be nice, quiet cardio. <laughs> sometimes not. Okay, let's get the show back on track here. So type of workout. So you could do like, I mean, really the only stuff that's probably going to get your neighbors mad at you is jumping. jumping. Yeah. So um, have you checked out my liveleandad.com program yet? So don't get discouraged by the name. You don't have to be a dad yeah, just to do you're it. Yeah, just because doesn't mean it's off limits for you. Yeah, like it's an actual uh, program that I put together. It's all at-home videos using just dumbbells. Mm -hmm. So um, it's... And none, none of it's jumping, is it? There's there's one, um, there's there's maybe one in there, but there's multiple videos, multiple workouts that you guys can do. And, you know, they're quiet workouts that you can do at home. All you need is access to dumbbells. You turn, you click play in the video, you do workout right alongside me. I take you through every single rep, every set, and I show you the proper form. So um, I'd recommend you check out liveleandad.com. Even if you're a girl, even if you're a single dude, even if you don't have kids, it's for everybody looking to get in lean, healthy shape from the comfort of your own home with just dumbbells. Those are great home workouts to do if you want follow along workouts. But just to throw this in there, I do have a specific women's program that uses only dumbbells too so if you wanted to do that i'm not saying you can't do liveling dad because like you said it's for anyone really um, but liveling formula for women is also a great program it's not necessarily like videos that you follow along with but there are videos showing you how to do the exercises and um, there's you know a complete 12 weeks worth of workout pdfs that you follow as you go and because you're working out with dumbbells, that doesn't necessarily mean the workout's gonna be loud because you don't drop the dumbbells. <laughs> I mean, I, you guys need to know this anyway. Like you really never need to be dropping your weights like hard on the floor, just like pff, letting them fall. You know, you can set your dumbbells down quietly. So, you know, doing dumbbell exercises doesn't need to be loud. So that just hopefully gives you some ideas there. Plus you can use resistance bands. Um, you can do body weight stuff. Um, just avoid the jumping and your neighbors should be a-okay with you working out upstairs. You won't be too loud. Wear headphones for your music. Okay, next question on Snapchat from Dex2Real says, what are your thoughts on upper lower day workout schedule? Like one lower day, one upper day, and then the third day rest. Um, I love the idea. I mean, that's a great split that we use in a lot of our workout program designs. Like if you're a member of Team Live Lean, you probably have seen us use that kind of style before. Um, we tend to like circulate and rotate different styles of workouts in our team programs that we produce a new, sing uh, a new program every single month of the year. So we use a lot of different variations of styles and that's definitely one of them, yeah. alternate between upper and lower. So I think it's fabulous. Yeah. 100% I, yeah. I would have said exactly the same yeah. thing. Um, you know, there's many different ways that you can do it. You can do full body, total body training. You can do split muscle groups. You can do push, pull. You can, there's so many different variations. Yeah. The key is just don't get stuck on one for the rest of your life. Yes, yes. So it's like, you know, you gotta change things up. So if you've never done like an upper lower body split, give it a try. But don't do it forever. Make sure you like, you know, occasionally switch up your workouts, but don't switch too often. Like in Team Moveling, we switch them every four weeks, which is a great cadence to follow. Mm -hmm. So you're not um, flipping programs all the time, but you're also never getting stuck in a rut. Yeah. Okay, next question. Oh, you're asking me. Okay, sure. So this is Drew from Snapchat. He says, Ask Leveling TV, what are your thoughts on soma types, body types, and what would your advice be <clears> for <throat> each type? Oh, yes. Did, we had this exact question, I think, a couple episodes ago. Well, we had the question on what do we think about training for your body type, but this question Yeah, is, like if we think it's uh, relevant or something. But this question yeah. is, what would your advice be for each type? So let's, sure. let's answer it that way. Okay. So if you guys don't know, you have your ectomorph, 
which are really skinny. Hard gainers. So, yeah, hard gainers, you know, they're really lean. Difficult to build um, muscle. Yeah, they can't Usually build muscle. Usually smaller bonded. They burn calories very quickly. Then you have mm -hmm. your the mesomorphs, the one that everybody wants to be like. They're more athletic build. They have good muscle mass, but they're not too thick. And that's where the thickness comes in with the endomorph. So the other guy is, you know, they basically look at a Cheeto and they put on weight <laughs> <laughs> and they have really like big bones, thick structure. Yeah. So those are the three structures. Most people fall into one of those three structures or they're like a crossover of one or two. I, I would say most people are like a little bit of two. Like it's very rare to find someone who's like a true mesomorph. Yeah. It's usually like some tendencies of two sides. So you're either like a mesoendo or, yeah. you know, like that. But Okay, so the type of workouts that you should be doing for ectomorph. So I say you should be focusing on compound movements. I'll actually say you should be focusing on compound movements for every body type. So ecto, meso, endo. But when it gets to meso, you want to kind of sculpt different body parts, different weak body parts. So that's when you go into more isolation training. And then with endomorphs, what I would do is I'd still have you doing compound lifts, but I would have you doing it in like a circuit format. So like um, it keeps you moving from one to the other, keeps it very metabolic. So you're mm -hmm. keeping your rest period short, Shorter you're keeping your heart rate yeah. up, you're burning calories to really increase your metabolism. So that's what I would do. Yeah, I agree. I do think that like compound exercises, like you guys were always talking about this, are the best for fat loss, no matter whether your body type is naturally on the skinnier, like less muscle side, or if you're naturally heavier with more muscle. And you just still, if you want to burn fat, the protocol is going to be very similar. Well, it's not just burn fat, it's building muscle as well. Yeah, burn and fat and strength. build muscle. So just what are compound exercises, just so people know? Okay, so uh, for example, like squats push-ups, bench press, deadlifts, pull-ups, like things that use more than one muscle group versus like an isolation exercise would be something like a bicep curl yeah, so think, or a leg extension. So think your joints. So when you're doing the actual range of motion, how many joints are being used? So bicep curl, you got one, one. your elbow joints. Squat, you got like knees, your, your knees. Angles, yeah, hips. you got, it's all in there. So that's, yeah. what a, that's what a compound exercise is. Yeah. It uses more muscles, that means it burns more calories, it creates a more stimulus hormonally in your body to build muscle, to burn fat, um, testosterone release, growth hormone release. It's the prime, it's what we always tell people and that's what we fill our workout programs with. Yeah, and you know, guys, the best way for you all to learn um, about what works for your body and your own somatype is to exper experiment and experience the results that you get from a certain way of training and then maybe adjust things and see what you get from a different type of training. So it's not necessarily that there's like one type of training for each somatype and that's what only works all of the time, 100% of the time, because it does depend on the person. And I would rather see you train on your individual unique needs rather than following some like somatype specialized program, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So always train based on your specific goals. Okay, next question on Snapchat from Apex Forever. It says, why does your break the fast smoothie have fat in it if it's a post-workout shake? Don't you want to avoid fats post-workout? Mm-hmm, okay. Ah, so they're referring to, I posted a video on this a little while ago, and you're calling me out on it. It's good that you are calling me out on it <laughs> yeah. because you're right. Yeah. You're 100% right. Um, yeah, because you've always recommended that post-workout is only carbs and protein. Yeah, so the, when you have fats in your bloodstream after a workout, it slows everything down. So it slows the absorption of all the nutrients down. So when you're at a, after a workout, your body is just like a sponge. It just wants nutrients to help recover and repair itself from being broken down in the gym. Mm -hmm. So what does that? The protein breaks down into amino acids, which then gets shuttled into your muscles by the sugar from the carbohydrates. So 
fat will slow that down. So you're 100% right. That shake that I shared with you is not a really good post-workout shake because it is higher in fat. That shake is better for um, like a later in the day. Um, it's filled with antioxidants, it's filled with healthy fats. It'd be actually a decent shake at nighttime as well because that's when you do need that slow absorption of the protein into your body is at nighttime when you're going to sleep. So you kind of get that sustained release of protein and amino acids all through the night. So very good on you for picking up on that. I don't know if I ever said it was a post-workout shake, but maybe- Well, you have it right after your workout because it's breaking your fast, well, which the other reason why I think, you, you know, what I would have said that the reason you put fats in there is because you're trying to get the calories up because he's doing intermittent fasting. Yeah. So it's just, you have to kind of like weigh which is more important to you. Do you need lots of calories? Because fats are going to really immediately help yeah. you get your calories up. Or are you, you know, strictly trying to stick to a meal plan where that emphasizes just proteins and carbs? Yeah, so I would so recommend you do it the other way. So like, I'm not, I'm not, I still am taking that shake in. I just had it today, but I had it later on in the day away from my workout. So when you come home after, if, if you're fasting or if you're not fasting after your workout, um, crush a shake that's higher in um, carbohydrates and in protein and lower in fat. Yeah, like today, did you have just a carb and protein shake after your workout? I did. Today was an off day. I didn't go oh, to the right. gym. Oh, right. Today so, was an off day for you. Yeah, um, I usually have just protein and carbs in my shake. Look, I'll just use fruit, water, and some protein, like powder, you know? Yeah. So I don't put any like nut butter or anything in my post-workout smoothies. Um, but that's also kind of personal preference just because... I don't have like a huge appetite immediately after training. I don't know if some of you guys relate to this, but it takes me a while before I actually want food after my workout, um, especially if it's been an intense workout. I don't know. It's just like my adrenaline is still up and I don't feel hungry yet. So, and but you, I know I need nutrients. So I go for a shake that's really light, just protein and carbs. And you actually get full off of those shakes I where do. I don't get full off of them. So I know it's so funny. Like Brad and I are different in a lot of ways, like different digestive system, different preferences with our nutrition and stuff. And one of them is like every time I have a smoothie, I feel like I've just had Thanksgiving She's dinner. Like, uh, I just had a smoothie and I'm so full right now. I'm so and I'm full. like, bro, when's the next meal? Yeah. I'm hungry. No, he wants to eat like with the smoothie, yeah, like at the I same do. time. Yeah, and that's what <laughs> okay. he usually does. But for me, I'm like smoothie and then I need like an hour before I have my next meal. All right, next question. Uh, oh, I'm asking this one, right? You're asking me. It's um, Pierre Praya on uh, Snapchat says, why is soy bad for you? Ask Lillian TV. Are we really going down that road again? <laughs> We've had this question before. We've also. had this question. I feel like we're getting a lot of repeats now because we're like later in the Well, show, I mean, the, the thing is there's new people coming onto yeah. our channel all the time. So we just can't and ignore I'm these sure questions. I'm sure you guys haven't watched all 47. We can't ignore the questions yeah. because there's new people coming in. So, yeah. um, you know, maybe the one thing that you guys can do is before you do ask us a question, go to liveleantv.com, which is our, our website, and it, there's a search bar in there, and you can type in the keyword of your question. So if you wanna type in soy, it'll pop up all of our videos, all our articles on soy, mm -hmm. and you can read up on it, um, and then if you have any further questions on that, you can follow up with a question on the show. Yeah, like a more specific question yeah. based on the episode that was explaining the original question. Yes, yeah, so a good idea, to, give you the, yeah. to give you like just the short version of it, um, I usually say like, the negatives to soy, there's four things. So one, they're highly GMO'd. 
Two, they're highly sprayed pesticide food. GMO means genetically modified just to, cl just to be Yeah, clear. so they're highly sprayed pesticide yeah. food. Uh, number three, there's been some studies that links them to cancer. And number four, there's also some studies from a, a hormonal standpoint that when guys take in soy, it can increase estrogen. And when women take in soy, it can also increase testosterone. So it's like the negative effect that uh, people, the, the different um, sexes want to have. So those are some of the things. Um, you guys do what you do, but soy is just not a part of my um, diet. It's not a part of your diet yeah. either. So that I mean, is why. Everyone needs to make their own nutritional choices on what they're going to include and what they're not. We've been very um, transparent with you guys that we don't include soy or dairy. We just don't like just because we find that there are better alternatives for us. So it's not to say that soy is terrible for everyone and you should immediately stop eating it. If you want to have it, you know, just know that that's your personal decision and we just choose other things. And we'll have dairy during a cheat meal, but soy, yeah. I just don't. Yeah, you know, that is kind of funny. We never have soy, no, like not even as a cheat. I don't go there, bro. It's just not necessary to me. It's like, why? I don't know. We just don't even consider it. Well, I understand why some people do it because it yeah. has protein in it. It is a lower quality source of protein. And it's a dairy protein. alternative. The amino acids in it are, are not quite as complete as other sources of protein, but if people don't eat meat, it is there. So like I keep saying, you guys do you, figure out something that works for you and stick with it. Okay, next. I feel like if someone were to buy me like a soy latte, I'd probably still drink it. Not me. I don't know though. All right, moving on. Next question on Snapchat from Swamparoon <laughs> says, uh, I was wondering if there's any chance of a video for vegetarians, like substitutes for the meat and nut breakfast and awesome and awesome protein sources. I'm still yet looking into getting a plan for myself and wondering if there's a vegetarian option. Um, also, I currently use green tea times 50 for fat loss and I've just purchased a bag of green tea extract from my protein. What are your thoughts about green tea extract as a thermogenic supplement? What's green tea times 50? I don't know. This is like a brand or something? Yeah, maybe. Okay. All right, so first question let's get back to is, um, what is a vegetarian substitute for meat and that's breakfast? Yeah. Right? So. <laughs> what? No answer? I'm asking you the question. <laughs> She's trying to like load this one up on me. Yeah, I'm like, you're the one who invented the meat and nuts breakfast, so I think I didn't invent the meat and nuts breakfast, yeah. I just do it, because yeah. it's awesome. Um, honestly, guys, I hate to say this, but I feel like you should ask someone who is vegetarian because I think that they're going to give you a better answer than we would because we honestly don't know what's a good vegetarian substitute because we show, we've shown you what we eat. We don't eat vegetarian. Yeah. So like we can't give out advice on the vegetarian way because we don't personally do it. Yeah. Like we don't live our life behind textbooks and be like, oh, the research says that a vegetarian diet should be composed of this. We live out in the real world. We live in the world where we're actually doing the stuff and then trying things and we're putting it out there by experience yeah so like yeah. i just don't feel comfortable saying you know have rice and beans to combine it as a complete protein and then because we don't do that because that's only what so you've heard it's not it's, what you really it, know yes it's yeah. what i've heard works but it's not what i've done to get to where i am so i'm sorry i can't answer that question but I there mean, are plenty yeah. of youtubers out there who are vegetarians who are getting good results so honestly like i would go ask somebody like that but if you a specialist or someone who not necessarily a specialist but just someone who's like living the vegetarian life and truly experiencing things because if I were to 
tell you, yeah, just throw in like tofu instead, but you find that tofu gives you really bad gas or something like, I don't want that to be my fault because I don't know because I don't eat tofu. Yeah, you, you don't know? eat it. So you don't know if it works I can't for recommend it to you because yeah. I have like literally no experience with it. So um, uh, yeah, I just, I think that's the most honest and true answer we can give you guys yeah. is that if you're looking for vegetarian options, you need to find a vegetarian YouTuber to follow. That is using it themselves and getting, and getting results. Good results and living the life that you want to live yes. and then helping tell you how to do it. Just you know? keeping it on the hundred people, yeah. Keep, keeping it real. <laughs> but if you want to live the type of life we live and do what we do and if everything that we're showing is appealing to you, then we're happy to share like yeah. full disclosure, not hiding nothing. Okay. The next part of that Wait, question. There was something about green tea. That's yeah. what I was okay. just getting at. <laughs> Sorry. I didn't want to skip over it. Uh, so green tea extract from my protein. So that is something that I have taken. Mm. Um, I personally didn't notice any difference. Okay. Um, there's a little bit of energy that you get from it because you know it's the, the green tea caffeine. caffeine. But the thing is with these type of supplements, it's like green tea supplement is like an antioxidant as well. And it's not necessarily something that you're gonna like wake notice. up the next day and yeah. feel. Yeah. It's like it's a long term. Um, it could keep you younger, longer. Well, that's what antioxidants like do. Yeah. And I'm actually, uh, I'm just trying to think when this video comes out, I just am coming out with a new an video on foods high in antioxidants that you should check out. And it kind of talks about the background of antioxidants. Um, but yeah, so I've taken it. It's definitely not a mandatory supplement or even a recommended supplement on my point. Like it's just, it's a nice to have if you're really focused on getting as much antioxidants in your diet as you can. And you, uh, you know, you like to feel a little bit of a caffeine kick off it. So that's. I do recommend green tea for all of my customers. Well, green tea, and... drinking green tea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like not necessarily as a supplement, but the actual tea, the actual tea itself, like having it hot or iced, I think is a great like aid to weight loss or, you know, it doesn't even have to be for weight loss. It's just a great part of your diet because it's some beverage other than water. Well, like plus... sometimes water gets boring. So if you want to have something different, green tea is a great alternative because it has potential health benefits and weight loss benefits, but obviously nothing drastic. Yeah, but plus like green tea, I find it soothes you and yeah. it kind of uh, um, hinders cravings. cravings in my, yeah. like I have a green tea right over there at nighttime because yeah. I drink it because it, know, like, our tea's actually getting cold it right hinders yeah. cravings <laughs> at nighttime. It soothes you. Like if you're just watching a movie or something, like rather than going for chips, it's like just have a mm -hmm. hot tea or something. something. To put but then, but then again, yeah. the difference is guys with the green tea extract is the extract is so much more potent than a green tea because it's, you know, right. it's so much more concentrated in, in a, in a pill form or in the capsule form, whatever it may be. So you know what? Like, you, you can test it out for yourself, but in my personal experience, I just didn't notice anything and I'm getting enough antioxidants from the foods that I eat. So that's why I'm good there. That's the thing about supplements though. Some of them are, if they're for health, it's not nothing drastic that you're going to really notice mm. right now, but it could pay off in the long run, like helping you feel better later in your life. So it may be worth doing, but you know, you'll have to let us know. All right. Kay Lazy on Snapchat says, I've been lifting for several months since the summer, but it seems that no matter how much I squat and deadlift, my glutes won't grow. The only difference I see is in my quads. I have noticed that yes, my glutes are improving slightly, but not at the same rate as the rest of my legs. I also definitely feel the muscle when I'm squatting or doing hip thrusts and even more the next day. Should I just be more patient? Is there a way to up my game? I just turned 20 and I weigh between 115 to 120. My goal is primarily muscle growth, but I eventually want to knock my fat down to 16%. Q 
P.S. should mention I took a two-month break from the gym in November, December. All right, cool. Good yeah. question. I, I, love, I love talking about booty growth. I, and yeah. I love training questions. Like, I feel yeah. like we get a lot of nutrition questions, mm -hmm. and I'm just like, when I get a training question, it's just like, yes. Like Especially I, when it's about muscle growth and it's rather about than muscle, fat loss. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's about... Not that we don't love talking about fat loss, yeah. too, but... So um, what I would say to you is, so you got to think of the, so are we talking glutes or are we talking hamstrings? Yeah, glutes. Oh, we're talking glutes. Okay. Yeah. I was going to say if it's hamstrings, it's a little bit different, but hamstrings she, tie yeah, into the glutes. Yeah, she says my glutes won't grow. Yes. She's only noticing results in the quads. Yeah. So there's different um, muscle fiber types in the different muscle parts that you have. So your quads have a diff different muscle fibers in your glutes and with your hamstrings. So I find hamstrings really, um, they respond well to higher weight and lower reps because they're more of a fast twitch muscle fiber. So depending on like what you're, you, like you didn't really tell us the, the tempos and the, the amount of weight that you're lifting. Mm -hmm. um, so that's gonna actually affect it. So like for your deadlifts, you should be lifting heavier weight and lower reps to really target in on the hamstrings. Um, and she wants her glutes to grow, just to be clear. Okay, and then, yeah. but so then it could be come down to um, the technique that you're doing. So like I, I said earlier in the video, we have um, training videos showing you proper tempo or proper technique for deadlifts, many different versions of deadlifts. So one of the things that a lot of people do wrong when they do deadlifts is that they're not getting full extension of their hips when they come up. Mm -hmm. So they're only kind of coming. Or they're using their back. Or they're using their back. That one's really dangerous. Or they're lifting yeah. the weight with their, their upper traps. body. Yes. If so, you feel your neck sore the next day, that's a clue. So the first thing I always tell people when they're doing a deadlift is when they set up to the bar and they're, and they're down in the position, the first movement the, that moves the bar is not your hands and your upper body. It's by pressing your feet through the ground. So like you're just planting and grounding yourself into the ground. And then by pressing your feet, you're turning on, you're activating the hamstrings, and then you're coming up and then with that hip extensions pulling in the glute muscles to really squeeze and then you're back down again so what i would say to you is send us a video so post a video on your instagram or wherever it is tag us and then we can actually say like this you're doing this right or you're doing this wrong that's what we do with a lot of our members and team of lean is mm -hmm. um, some of these movements to our team of lean members are new so like deadlifts are new to them squats are new to them bench press so what they'll do is they'll video themselves doing it. They'll post it in the private Facebook group that we have for our members, and then we can critique it as their coaches. So if you're a member of Team Levine, do it that way. Mm -hmm. But you know what? For, since you asked this question on the show, also just tag us in an Instagram video, and we'll uh, critique it as well. Yeah, one other thing. I'm surprised that you didn't like go on this point, but are you eating enough? You didn't even mention what your diet is. And for muscle growth, eating is mm. so essential. So I feel like that could be a big part of the reason why you're not seeing muscle growth is it doesn't matter how hard you work out in the gym or how many deadlifts you do or how many squats you do. If your nutrition is not in a slight surplus, you're going to continue to see little to no growth in that muscle. Yeah. So wouldn't you agree? Oh, 100. Yeah. So absolutely. Hundy, hundy, hundy. <laughs> so you got to know how much are you currently eating? So I would do, if you're not sure, keep a three-day food journal and uh, figure out the calories and macros from there. Decide is the protein high enough and are the calories high enough for your goal. Um, the other thing, I don't know if you're gonna agree on this or not, but at age 20, like you, you, you were 19, just not that long ago, you just turned 20, you're still kind of a baby when it comes to like building muscle. Like, wouldn't you agree? Like, 
I feel like the best muscle growth potential and everything happens around 25 and later. Do you agree or disagree? I do. Like, um, it's hard to build muscle when your hormones aren't fully But at 19, in yet, for, you know what I 19 mean? 19-year-old female is pretty... I don't know. I'll just tell you guys from my experience, I didn't even start lifting till I was 22. No, yeah. And even then, it was tough for me to put on muscle, and I kind of just, you know, attribute that to baby gains. I call them baby gains. Like when you're that young, you just don't have like the muscle muscle maturity of a 25 or 30 year old, you know? And like you, the peak I think for women is around 35 when women are really at their best potential for gaining muscle and burning fat is like around 35. So you're not even there so yet. So I know I'm not Your even Your physique is yet. still you the be unveiled. Absolutely. <laughs> and uh, honestly, I feel like the older I get, the kind of, um, you know, better my muscle definition and strength becomes. Like I just continue to get stronger and leaner <laughs> as I'm getting older. And that's even after having a child. Yeah. So I just want you to take that into account. Like your age is, you're young right now. You still have so much more potential and so much more to get to. I'm not saying that you absolutely can't have booty gains right now because I'm sure there's a million YouTubers out there who are showing you yeah. they have booty gains at age 20. So I'm sure it's possible. I don't want you to get it in your head that it's not possible for you right now. I'm just saying it could be a factor. Have a little patience, eat more food. And oh, the last point I wanted to make is that deadlifts and squats are not the only booty growing exercises. Well, she said hip, hip thrusts as well. Like, Did she? I was going to say, yeah, I was going to say like you're on, you're bang on point with the exercises you're doing. I though. know. I do like those too, but I would want you to include more glute specific work. So things that don't necessarily target the hamstrings like glute kickbacks. And uh, did she even say lunges? I feel like lunges are great, especially curtsy lunges. Yeah. I would have you doing. Um, Get her, ups. honestly. Do my butt program. I can't believe yeah. you haven't even. She has a build a butt program yeah. with all the exercises in it, so you should check out that. And it's a home program. Um, it doesn't have to be done at home. You can do it at the gym and add weights to all the moves, but it's home friendly, meaning you can do it at home for days that you're not going to yeah. the gym. The workout should only take you 20 to 30 minutes, and they're all butt specific. Okay, next question. Iva from Snapchat says, hey, I would like to know if I can still have my cheat meals while on IIFYM to boost my metabolism or if the cheat meals are more for jerf. My goal is to lose weight. I'm 15 years old, 180 centimeters and 84 kilograms, and I have problems with the JoJo effect. <laughs> Thanks. Love the you, jo you mean yo-yo <laughs> yeah. or JoJo? Okay, yeah. so for all the acronyms in there, IFYM for you people who don't know is if it fits your macros, and JERF stands for what? Just eat real food. Okay. So otherwise known as clean eating. Yeah, and I think he says yo-yo effect. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, Okay, so he wants to know if uh, cheat meals on IIFYM. So the thing with IFYM is... You can have cheat meals if it fits into your macro. You so, can have them every day. So yeah, yeah, that's that's the beauty of the IFYM model is right. like you, you don't, don't have to wait cheat. until yeah. Saturday to come to you have that pizza. Like if you can fit that yeah. pizza into your daily macros and you're good. Yeah. Whereas in the jerf, just eat real food, that's when you have the cheat meals. Like you eat healthy all week long and then you have one and or two cheat meals or, or whatever yeah. whenever you want to have it through the week. So mm -hmm. um the food doesn't have to be real yes. <laughs> on that one day of the week. So, yeah, I don't really know. He says, if I can still have my cheat meals, why on IFYM to boost my metabolism? Yes, yeah, so yeah, your metabolism is not so, going to be affected because you're pretty much having um, enough calories throughout the week anyway. So you should be good, brother. 
Totally, yeah. IFYM, you're not necessarily on a low-calorie like yeah. daily diet, but if you are trying to lose weight and you're doing it the clean eating way, that means your calories are, you're in a little bit of a deficit for those six days of the week. And then when you have your cheat meal, you fulfill your calorie needs or maybe even a little bit more. So yeah. it kind of evens out your deficit because there's a little surplus at the end. But if you're doing IFYM, you're at the right level of calories every day, no matter what you're eating. Well, so. not necessarily. Like if his goal was to lose or her was to lose weight, her... Even though they're still doing IFYM, might be a slight they're deficit, still yeah. like you can still do IFYM regardless of your muscle building totally. or, no, or if you're maintenance. So yeah, but I would say if you're doing IFYM, you don't need the cheat meal. If you're well, doing clean eating, what? No? Uh, did you just say if you're doing IFYM, you don't need the cheat meal? If you're doing yeah. clean eating? No. If you're doing clean eating, then you would. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you, you didn't really finish, bro. Uh, no, I think I did. <laughs> We're getting close to the end of the show here. <laughs> okay, you asked the last question. <laughs> right. Would you even let me finish, bro? You wait, you wait until we play that back. I think she said that. Ridiculous. I was in the middle of a sentence, bro. All right. Mimi smiles on a Snapchat. Are you making faces at me? Um, this question is for Jess. Okay. I noticed after my HIIT workouts, I would feel menstrual-like pain. Is that totally weird? What would be your suggestion help with this issue? Why is that question not for me, bro? Because <laughs> you don't know nothing about menstrual pains, bro. You don't know me. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, okay. All right, I'll so, just leave the show then. You're, you can handle this, right? I'm a little concerned about this because, no, it is not normal. And, yes, it is totally weird. Um, but it's also a little bit concerning um, because you may need to have your lady parts checked out by a lady part doctor. Um, sometimes there can be like a cyst on your ovary or something like that that could get aggravated with high intensity exercise or something like that. I'm not a doctor. I just want to say that off the bat. I honestly am just hypothesizing about possibilities. I'm not saying that that's what you have. I'm just recommending to you that you go to a doctor because no, it's not normal to have cramps in your lady parts after hit. No, unless you are on your menstrual cycle, then maybe yes, but you, you didn't say that you were. So if that's happening when you're not cycling, then get yourself checked out. You guys, it's never a bad idea to have your health checked every once in a while, especially if you're feeling some kind of symptom like something. Um, you know, instead of asking us on YouTube or something, you really need to ask your doctor. Okay, I just want you guys all to be safe and healthy and do your hit in peace without cramps. Um, so that is my suggestion for that issue. Well, that was anything me. to add? No, I guess I'm not allowed because <laughs> this question ain't for you. Because this question is for Jess. <laughs> all <laughs> right, right, that was it. All right, that was it. Okay, we're done. <laughs> all right, guys, we had a lot of fun on the show. Hopefully, you guys did too. Thank you for all of your questions you guys are the very best what is the question of the day i asked it last week so it's your turn bro okay you're just throwing that back at me like mm -hmm. that my question of the day is what is your favorite snack Ooh, this is gonna be good let's hear it put it down like in snacks. the comments below and don't be like oh my favorite snack is celery like, be real. I actually like celery. But it's not your favorite snack. No, it's not my favorite. Like, give me your favorite snack. Whether it's dirty or clean. Yes. Like, be honest. Be 100% real. It's all about the hundy on this the show. The one that gives you the feels, you know? The one that you just, you just love it and you get the feels when you see it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. Thanks a lot for tuning into the show. We love you. Thanks for watching. And keep living lean. Living lean. Boy.
Big shout out to all our Live Lean podcast listeners. We love you and would so appreciate it if you would give this podcast a review. We need your feedback to improve and grow. So please give us a review right now.